what oh this is brian call me the monkey on your back gardener coming to you from the devil's hole aka the subterranean studios of the new ramble on towers in scenic hesper ontario you are listening to ramble on radio episode 158 ramble on radio is the longest running led zeppelin podcast on this or any other known internets you can subscribe to ramble on radio through itunes and google play don't forget to leave a review if you're in itunes you're in google play Leave a review. Um, five stars is best. Um, but I, it's not for me personally. It's so other people can find. It helps their algorithms find the um, find the podcast. When people search for Led Zeppelin and stuff, it comes up more likely if there's more reviews. Um, right. Where, where, where the heck was I here? It's also available on Podbean. And I am Brian Dammit. Uh, Podbean has their own mobile streaming app. You can listen on Stitcher Radio verbal.com and don't forget to check out and like the video at ramble on radio on youtube and if you're on youtube like the video that also helps people find it the more likes on the youtube video the more likely it's to pop up when people search for stuff or it's in uh, in their little you know favorites when you when you um things you might be interested in comes up when you first turn on youtube also be sure to like and follow ramble on radio on facebook and uh, also, if you wish to support Ramble on Radio, please consider joining my Patreon page. Um, the intro was, the intro music, June 26, 1977, The Forum in Inglewood, Los Angeles. Uh, Nobody's Fault But Mine, one of two songs from Presence. They uh, played in that tour uh, regularly, anyway. I don't think... I can't think of another song that they actually played on that or any other tour um, other than For Your Life, which, of course, got played in the Celebration Day concert. Uh, Achilles, not stand For Your Life, Royal Orleans. No, and they never did. You know, T for One, Hot Song for Nowhere, Candy Store, Rock, Royal Orleans. Uh, so it's only two, uh, even though it was the new album, that tour, there was the only the two songs that they, um, they played from it. Um, all right, on... Uh, these dates in history on the 15th of March, 1993, Coverdale, 
Page was released. Uh, in 1970, on the 21st of March, um, they kicked off the North, uh, the that, their new newest, latest North American tour. Remember, we talked last time they did three North American tours, or four, uh, three or four in 1969. So by the time they were back in 1970 for Vancouver and uh, March 21st, it would have been the what, fifth tour. Um, in uh, 1974, on the 23rd of March, the band, plus Peter Grant and Richard Cole, attended the um, um, the premiere for Monty Python and the Holy Grail at Drury Lane. They were investors. The movie would never have happened. Um, there was a story this last week or two. Um, kind of poked up somewhere about... Um, it was the movie Life of Brian, actually. And, and uh, the Monty Python guys had... Couldn't get the money together. That uh, the studio had kind of read the script, went, "Oh no, 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 oh no, no, no." Uh, so George Harrison ponied up the cash, um, and a similar thing happened with the Holy Grail. The uh, it was kind of independently financed, um, and a lot of rock stars. George Harrison was also an investor in that one, as well as the guys in Led Zeppelin. The twenty seventh of March, nineteen sixty nine, they appeared on the T German TV show Beat Club, played "Babe, I'm Going to Leave You," and you shook me. In 1973, on the 28th, this is today, this it's after midnight on the next day, on the 29th now, but today, the 28th, uh, Houses of the Holy was released. Uh, on the, the 30th, tomorrow, 1968, uh, they, the Yardbird played the famous Anderson Theater show, which uh, was later kind of rushed out the door after Led Zeppelin's success. Um, the record company rushed it out the door as Live Yardbirds featuring Jimmy Page. Um, and you can find that. It's a bit of a rarity because Page sued. It got pulled. Didn't sell a lot of albums, but it sold enough that, that you can find it. I do have a copy of it somewhere. And, of course, Page had the... the um, had had the, the masters. It was not, it was not well recorded. Um, there was much complaints about the quality of it. it was not well recorded. Plus, they put in some weird sound effects, some crowd noises from a bull. Holy crap! Look at me, yawning. Um, from a bullfight. So um, the band, they Page was not pleased um, with that, but he remastered it. Um, kind of really got a lot of good quality out of the tapes, and it is a. Um, off his on his webpage, you can get Yardbird '68, which features um, that show plus some uh, some studio work that the band did around that time that had been previously unreleased, and is um, all the stuff pages released on his webpage. Uh, you know, you can buy. It's, to me, it's the best. It's it's the it's it's a great show. It's, it's a really good example of the Yardbirds at that time, of Pages playing at that time, which is in a way a, a pre-Zeppelin band. They were playing Days of Confused. They were playing White Summer. So a lot of things that, that were happening when the Yardbirds at that moment kind of made its way into Zeppelin. Um, and Zeppelin magnified what they did, but, you know, it's, so it, to me it's an, it's an excellent example what can be done, what Page could be doing with his webpage and whatnot, and he doesn't do enough, really. Um, uh, 1976, the 31st of March, 1976, Presence was released, and we're going to be talking about that in a little more detail. 
And on the 31st of 1969, Led Zeppelin 1 was released in the UK. It had already been out in, in America, but it was finally getting its UK release. All right, so I missed the last one. Um, no real reason. I, I promised. I sat down last time, right 1st of March, and said, fundraising month, and we're going to do all this. And then I just got busy. And so what happens, I skipped the Sunday nights. I thought, oh, I'll get it Monday or Tuesday. And I just didn't get back. To, I didn't get to it. So there has been a few um, uploads this month. And I, I'll consistently do the other week. Uh, I'm still trying to get, you know, all the backloaded, all the backloaded stuff loaded, punched up. So, um, but the fundraising thing didn't really go very well. <laughs> Thank you to to. Um, those, the person, those people, whichever, however it goes, um, who did send some money, you can send money to, uh, uh, through PayPal at ramblon, uh, ramblon at ca. You could send an e-transfer if you wanted to, um, however you want to do that sort of thing at ramblon.ca, or you can go to Patreon and buy, um, basically buy a subscription, buy, um, become a patron and you get a little extra for that we went through that the last time i won't i won't go into detail on that um but go to patreon and you can see the levels that you can you can buy and see some samples of what you will get uh extra above and beyond for your trouble um in the in this month interesting in fundraising by the way i'm going to extend fundraising month a month because i really didn't do it this month um and there will be something on the web page in the next day or two to allow to um let's put it this way i'm, I'm going to get around to doing what i swore i was going to do four weeks ago i'm going to get there um it, since the last time we we uh, i hit a hundred thousand downloads on this podcast and got a you know a nice little email from patreon telling or not from patreon from uh podbean telling me so lovely email with a badge and and that'll i'll be putting that up on the web page too uh, I should probably put it on the Facebook page too. It's just a friggin', it's just an icon. But what the heck? It's hundred thousand downloads. That's a bit of a big deal. And I know if you're barstool sports, it's not a big deal. It's that's a day. That's Monday, right? But, um, but we're not barstool sports here. Uh, one hundred fifty-eight episodes and hundred thousand downloads. It's actually not bad, right? That's um, six seven hundred downloads per episode. Um, okay, so, uh, in the news, as things coming up, uh, the must-mention section, uh, Robert Plant and Saving Grace will be performing at the Black Deer Festival in Kent, June 25th, 27th. This is a big, big, big deal because it's somebody, anybody, performing music somewhere live. Um, it's not going to happen here in Ontario. Uh, I can tell you that in the near future. So if you're in Kent and you get a chance, this really goes off. Wow. Congratulations. You got live music. Um, I would be going to this if I was there because, because I just so badly want to see some live music. Um, I know the guys in Get the Lead Out have announced a show in, in the Pennsylvania area, I think, for Around the same time, June. So this is anyway, June 25th to 27th is the festival. Robert Plant's specific date time has not been announced, or slot has not been announced. But as with Saving Grace, Saving Grace is a, th well, a three-piece musical band. 
um, has a female singer. Her name is Susie Dion. Um, and a percussionist, Ole Jefferson. And the group features two string instrumentalists, Tom Tony Kelsey and Matt Worley. Um, don't worry if you have no idea who any of those people are. You would not be alone. I'm, a, I'm amongst the people who have no idea who the heck these people are. I can tell you they sound... There is a... There is a... A video of them performing a song, and it's um, more world music sounding. When he says string instrumentalist, they're not. It's not a guitar player, or a bass player, or a banjo player, um, per se. I'm presuming they play guitars and basses and banjos and violins. But you're getting into some some of the other stringed instruments um, that are less common. So you're getting into that very though very that Arabic sound um, that we we get from. Uh, <clears throat> other stuff he's done. Um, uh, when he had uh, when he had the guy the one string, remember remember the he played the one string violin sort of thing, and it was a very Arabic sounding thing. Um, so it was kind of had that tone to it. Uh, it'll be interesting the, the bootlegs when they come out how that sounds. And... There is a new magazine book. I'm not sure what it is. I've ordered it, <laughs> but I'm not sure what exactly I've ordered. Um, <clears throat> it's a special edition of Record Collector magazine. Uh, it's a Led Zeppelin edition. Um, articles and stuff written by our friend Dave Lewis, by uh, Andy Adams, who, if you're on the uh, Facebook page, has posted quite a bit of stuff through the years on the Facebook page amongst others they have contributed to this so it's but it's going to be if you if you're a, a collector of the music of the records that sort of thing it's going to be quite in detail quite in-depth look at what's available i presume that also means the bootlegs as well as the um, as well as the illegitimate releases um speaking of bootlegs just, just god they're dropping all over the place there's a new one coming out there's a vinyl release via the Iron Eagle label. This is due out in April in a limited run of 240 copies. It's um, live at the Forum in Inglewood, California, March 27, March 27, 1975. So Los Angeles, third day. Um, the complete concert, 4LP. Uh, there'll be 240 copies total, 4LPs, the complete concert, 80 copies of black vinyl, 80 copies of silver copies. 80 copies in gold vinyl. Um, it's a it's a stage mix of soundboard and audience. So, so they've taken a couple of different mixes. They've got a few audience recordings. They've got a soundboard recording. And they're blending them. And then they'll EQ stuff. And, and uh, presumably get something that sounds fairly good. That's what this is, apparently. Um, other bootlegs that have come up just in the last couple there was one I missed here by the way so there's another one out there I think this may be that uh, third source of August 31st 1969 Dallas International Motor Speedway in Louisville Texas um, so it's, it's already out there in two sources but uh, this is I can't quit you babe days to confuse you shook me how many more times a communication breakdown haven't had a chance to listen to it so I don't know what to tell you about it per se, um, other than it's yet another bootleg. It's, just, it's becoming an embarrassment of riches in the last few months. There really seems to be a lot of stuff dropping, and I guess 
the guys who spend the time fixing this stuff up and presenting it and getting it together for us. They must be people who actually have jobs. So the last year, they've actually got around to getting this stuff done, you know? They're not uh, not used to sitting around doing nothing, so they figured out they better do this. Um, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess they're, you know, that that the... Um, the lockdowns and, and all that stuff of the last year are probably contributing to how much of the stuff is dropping right now. But I could be wrong. It could be completely a coincidental thing. Okay, so let's talk presents. Led Zeppelin presents released on March 31st, 1976. Um, it's amongst my top 10 favorite Led Zeppelin albums. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on a website called Steve Hoffman Forum and these people do this. What's your top 763 Beatles songs? I, I've narrowed it down to uh, 40, 47 songs and you think, oh, try harder, dude. Um, so yeah, we narrowed this down to my top. It is, over the years, this has really grown in my, in my, my life, of my, my life, my, uh, my estimation, my ratings. Um, probably agreed with a lot of people back in the day that it was a weaker effort that uh <clears throat> that it uh i don't know it, it, it really felt dreary um and, and i've always thought it interesting it came out 1976 um <clears throat> at the same time around the same era bruce Springsteen was recording darkness the edge of town it came out in i believe 77 um, but it's another, it's probably Springsteen's dreariest, for lack of a better word, dreary, you know, it, it's heavy, it's, it's depressing, it's, um, so, and I'm trying to think, I've often tried to think, is there other stuff of that, and I've not really come up with any others, um, but it seems like there was something in the air in, in those couple of years, um, so Presence is, it's a heavy album, but it's, emotionally heavy as well it's a heavy rock album but it's emotionally heavy as well i think um i guess is the better way to put it um and it's, i got the cover there for everybody to see if you're on youtube or if you're on patreon checking out the uncut the complete video there's the uh in, inner sleeve thingy um, complete with the object if you're familiar with the cover of presence it features pictures with the object the object is this little obelisk obelisk that uh and and they exist out there they are um as a promotional item they got sent to a bunch of uh, media people and whatnot the, the record company actually made these objects and sent them out and they're numbered and they're um, and you, they occasionally pop up on eBay and stuff. Quite expensive. Uh, other people make them. Currently, you can, uh, you know, three D printer, and away you go. And you can probably buy them for you can buy them for about twenty five dollars, I think, somewhere. Um, but they wouldn't be legit ones, and, and you wouldn't want one that looks, you know, you're not trying to pass it off as one. But I always thought it would be a cool thing to have on the desk. In the background, as I do these videos, it would be nice to have a, an object back there, wouldn't, don't you think? I'm just going to make a comment about, you know, send money. I get an object, Bob. 
Uh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to be the guy that does that. Okay, so here's the set list for presents. Achilles Last Stand, For Your Life, Royal Orleans. Nobody's Fault But Mine, Candy Store Rock, Hot Song for Nowhere, T41. I've told this story before. I was, I picked up a, um, try, and I'm trying, I'm pulling out the, the, the uh, bonus disc. Uh, it's got, yeah, 10 ribs and a carrot, pod, 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 for your life. You have another version of Achilles Last Stand. Achilles Last Stand, I, th I think, um, grew out of a jam from Days to Confused in the 75 tour. Uh, I think that's true. Anyway, I've told this before. I, I found a CD uh, at a used place, and I didn't have a CD of presents. And I decided that I grabbed it and I threw it in the car, and it's... So he put it on and just whoa, sounded great. Really boom to a lot of boom, loud. It was loud, um, and dynamic. And what a wow! It was just a wow CD. And it's it's my favorite. You know, some guys who you know audiophiles want us to talk about getting good versions and bad versions, and a lot of us us um, non audiophiles kind of. Uh, think, uh, you know, roll our eyes or whatever. Um, but it, there are times when it makes a real difference. Um, and that CD was thrown into my car. It's a it's a big difference between that and you know listening to the album, any of the any of the vinyl versions for instance, I have at home, the other CD version I've I've got. Um, they're all a little less powerful, a little less bite to them. Um, and this one just jumps out of the speakers. It's really something. I'll tell you something else. Uh, I have an original, you know, in 1979, brand new, I bought In Through the Outdoor and on vinyl. Because that's how you bought music in those days. You didn't even buy cassettes. Nobody was buying HX anymore. And cassettes weren't really a, a thing yet. They kind of, I mean, you could have bought, you could have bought either. But nobody really was. Anyway. And it's a it's a really good mix. It's a really lively mix. Um, so something like Southbound Soiree comes across really, um, really nice sounding. Really, um, it's got a bounce to it. It's got an energy to it that uh, other versions of the album of, uh, doesn't seem to have. That anyway, that's that's a sidebar if ever there was one. But so. So, uh, yeah, that's my favorite version of Punch. But I, I've grown to really love this album. And Achilles' Last Stand is just such a oomph of a song. It's it's powerful. It's um, It's got the cool lyrical lyrical run. It's basically the story of Robert Plant. Um, his car accident and hurting himself. And it starts with the band finishing their American tour, heading home, um, the wives deciding they needed to go on a holiday, of course, it was during the 75 tour that Robert Plant got uh, famously stood in front of the um, the window at the uh, the uh, Hyatt House in L.A. and declared himself to be the Golden God, um, for which he was you know he's been somewhat mocked through the years for that, and um, you know and of course he broke his ankle in that car accident, and if you know the story of Achilles. He was the uh, the um, um, the god, the Greek god, who was who was 
ultimately all-powerful, uh, super strong. He was, you know, a physical, perfect specimen, and there was supposedly no weakness, and his weakness was discovered to be his ankle. And it's why you have an Achilles heel, or not his ankle, his heel, that heel bone at the back. And that's why it's called an Achilles heel. Supposedly, that's what they're able to break to bring down Achilles. So, of course, Achilles' last stand is referencing the golden god breaking his ankle. That's um, Robert Plant's sense, sense of humor in full play, really. Um, and, uh, and it's marvelously worded, mar marvelous lyrics. Um, Especially if you know, you know, if you think it through that way, um, they just really are cool lyrics. It's it's a fun, not fun song. It's a heavy song. We've gone through there. Um, the 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 band actually, you know, were recording. Plant was still in a cast or just gotten out of the cast when they were recording this. They recorded this album in Munich in in I think it was ten days, maybe it was two weeks, but it was it was um fairly. You know, for the time, a really stupid short period of time, they went into the studio and banged off the songs. Now, it's kind of been said through the years that, um, like, they went into the studio farther, you know, and learned the songs, and, you know, the implication's always been they went into the studio with nothing and wrote, recorded the album, and that wasn't true. They'd been getting together periodically in the six months prior, in L.A., mostly, uh, where, where Paige had been living, doing some rehearsals, working through some songs, um, bouncing ideas around. So by the time they got to, to uh, Munich, they were fairly well prepared to record the album. They laid down the bass tracks. They got it all, and bass tracks, I mean, not the bass guitar tracks, The I mean, the, um, the, uh, the foundational tracks. And then... Uh, um, you know, there was a period apparently they needed to be out of the studio. The Rolling Stones had it for like the next day. They they really had a short time in order to do this. And um, and Page begged for an extra day, and and he recorded all his guitar overdubs apparently in that one day, including something like fourteen overdubs onto Achilles' Last Stand. Um, and there is a story listening to the playback of Achilles' Last Stand. Robert Plant got a little excited and almost tripped or did trip, and they were quite concerned about his ankle. Um, you know, they, there was there was talk about whether whether they would be able to tour in 77. They obviously didn't tour in 76 while he healed even, even then. Um, anyway, so Achilles Last Stand, For Your Life, Royal Orleans. Um, Royal Orleans, you know, rather famously the song about um, John Paul Jones, apparently. I went on a date with a woman from in New Orleans from one of the local women who turned out not to be one of the local women, but one of the local um, transvestites. <laughs> the, uh, a queen, a New Orleans queen who sure knows how to schmooze it. Um, Nobody's Fault But Mine, which we heard in the intro, and you'll hear more in the outro. It's really an old uh, blues song, uh, but they... Well, they, you know, Robert Plant took the lyrics and, you know, Paige wrote a Led Zeppelin song. Robert Plant moved the lyrics over from the uh, this old blues song, which is really a slower. If you listen to the um, Paige and Plant unleaded, 
when they uh, when they started, you know, in the '90s, the version of Nobody's Fault of Mine is a lot closer to what it was. With you know, Nina Simone did a really cool. I mean, she might have written it actually. Nina Simone might have been the the original writer of that. But uh, you know, it's a slower blues sort of thing. Um, but they <laughs> they sure spiced it up. I'll tell you, uh, much like they did with with uh, like Gallows Pole. Candy Store Rock, Candy Store Rock, and Hot Song for Nowhere are two songs I've always liked on this album. Just fun songs. Um, yeah, I've talked about it being a heavy album, but then these two songs come in there, and they're not heavy. They're just fun songs. Um, Rockabillies, and I've always, you know, I, I have a real soft spot for a pop, a good pop song, and Led Zeppelin could lay out a good pop song when they needed to. And these are two examples that are they're kind of more poppy, more lightweight. Um, but still Led Zeppelin, you know, and then T for one, which is an, it, one of the interesting ones. It's, you know, it, it's one of Paige's great solos, but it never gets, ever gets mentioned as such. It, it, it's a song that just, uh, it's maybe it's almost, you know, it's one of those slow blues in the minor along the lines of since I've been loving you or I'm going to crawl. And maybe it's just maybe it is just too that heavy emotional ponderous almost song sometimes. Um, um, and, and it's something about it doesn't make it the sort of thing you you throw on and listen to all the time. You know, it's a very hard song to listen to uh, in a way I think. Um, but it, it's an but it is a great song. It's an outstanding performance. Uh, again, Paige is a great solo and, and plants singing in fine form. And, but, uh, yeah, and, and songs like that, to me, For Your Life is another one that's like that. And songs like that make this a hard album to love, uh, I think, for a lot of people. And it, it takes kind of getting through those songs, figuring out what they are, that kind of makes this, you know, this a great album, turns this into a great album. Once you, you start appreciating what those songs are what they bring to the table um, anyway that's a quick discussion on on presence uh, I was actually going to do something else today and then I realized oh my god and I do have a list I have a list of topics but because I missed the last one I was I, I'm I'm uh, very backwards it now uh, I'm out of sync because I had a couple of ideas for stuff that was um you know, happened. March has been busy. This kind of was a busy month for it, really. I could have done four topical podcasts, but I got two subjects coming up that are um, little different in terms of they're not direct Led Zeppelin. They're uh, they're actually Jimmy Page subjects, post Led Zeppelin. Um, but both of them kind of have events that happened in either late February or early March, the early part of March. So that's why they were gonna they were gonna be the subjects this month, but then uh, I realized I had this presence to do, and, and that's more important. So I think we're gonna see. Yeah, this month we'll we'll get uh, through through April. It's gonna be the the two subjects that I had kind of plotted out to roll out more in March. Anyway, let's move on. I don't know why I'm saying all that. Oh, sidebar again. Um, 
So this is the from the collection portion of the show. From my collection, I have this very interesting. This is very interesting. I think I don't even know what's really on it. Robert Plant. You see that? It's coming, Robert Plant. A tour commemorative. I gotta turn this. Probably sounded awful when I banged the microphone, right? Um, I have done a small microphone change. Um, people on video can see the new microphone. And I don't know. I think I've hit it about three times and stuff. Um, there you go. You can see the microphone. And I got the windscreen. I'm hoping that takes away the um, sound I, I tend to make when I'm talking. When I finish a sentence, start a new one, I tend to make that sound. The microphone picks it up. Not something that happens in real life, but something that seems to happen on the podcast. So the microphone again picks it up. So I'm hoping this with the windscreen and stuff, it, it's uh, and the microphone that's a little farther away, doesn't pick up the drinking, doesn't pick up the the weird sound. Um, okay, so anyway, this is a cassette from 1990. Robert Plant's Canadian tour commemorative cassette featuring two unreleased songs from the Manic Nirvana recordings. And the songs are... Yeah, and, uh, Oompa and One Love. I should actually, I should actually maybe, uh, I don't know, see if these are out there somewhere. Maybe throw them out there, put them on. Um, once you hear this cassette, maybe, you know, that's the sort of thing I could put on Patreon. No, I couldn't do that because then I'd be charging you to hear something Robert Plant did, so that wouldn't be right. Uh, and there's an option on the back to receive your official tour tie-dye t-shirt. Name, address, postal code, and size preference, large or extra large, um, on a plain piece of paper and mail it with $20 cash, certified check, or money order to Canadian Tour Offer, P.O. Box 220, Gormley, Ontario. Uh, prices include postage, handling, PSD, charges where applicable. Offer open to residents of Canada only expires November 30. I was going to say, I wonder what happens if I do that now. And you can see from YouTube, there's the t-shirt you would get. So there you go. I have no idea where I ever got this. I didn't see Rob Plant in 1990. Um, so there, all the plant play. But um, I probably picked it up at a record store or something at the time. Um, there you go. That's that's my cassette from 1990. Robert Plant's tour commemorative cassette. Okay, and that is it for Ramble on Radio episode 158. Be sure to check out rambleonradio.com and follow Ramble on Radio on Facebook. You can subscribe to Ramble on Radio through iTunes and Google Play. Don't forget to leave a review. It helps the algorithms find the podcast, which helps other people find the podcast. Listen on Stitcher Radio or Verbal. Download it from I am Brian Damon on Podbeam. Check it out on video at Ramble on Radio on YouTube. Or, and go to Patreon. And uh, you, can, you can help Ramble on Radio. As well, please share this. Um, let, let your friends know about it. Uh, I will post a link to it on Facebook. I said that last time I didn't. We'll post a link to it on Facebook when it's when it's up. Um, please share the links on your Facebook page so your friends can find it. Share it if you have a Led Zeppelin um, 
page, if you have a Led Zeppelin fan page on Facebook, please share it on that and let your fans find the podcast. Um, and that's it for Ramble on Radio. Thank you for listening to Ramble on Radio. We're going to outro with the uh, rest of Nobody's Fault But Mine from uh, 1975, June, it was June 1975, Los Angeles, third night in Los Angeles, June 1975. <laughs>